everyone. This is Morgan Phelps with Acuity Brands. Thank you for tuning in to the Women in Sustainability and Enterprise podcast, also known as WISE. We created this podcast to elevate the voices and achievements of women within Acuity Brands who are working towards a more sustainable environment and workplace. As Acuity continues their sustainable journey, we want to amplify the stories of the women who helped us get here because it takes us all. Welcome to our journey. Welcome to the Women in Sustainability and Enterprise podcast. I'm your co-host, Simran Clare, alongside Lauren Scott. And today, our guest is Stephanie Cardamon. Stephanie is a specification sales manager at Acuity Brands with almost 10 years of experience in the technology and lighting industry. She's passionate about people, sustainable building design and implementation, and the health and wellness of the people using those spaces. Stephanie holds a Well AP certification and a certification in sustainability and environmental management from Harvard Business School Online. She also holds a Bachelor of Arts in Communication and Team Psychology from Bryant University and was a member of the Division I women's basketball team. And now over to Lauren. Thanks, Simran, and thanks, Stephanie, for joining us today. To get things going, would you mind sharing a little bit about your own background and how you got to where you are in your professional journey? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, thanks so much for having me. I've been a longtime listener, kind of just fangirling over some of my amazing friends and colleagues at Acuity. So was really honored to be asked to be a part of this podcast. I was a basketball player in college, which was essentially a full-time job for me. My commitment to that in terms of just staying in shape and committing to that game and to that, that craft took up about 90 to 95% of my time. So I started working in jobs that would support that lifestyle and my commitment to that. So I was either coaching at the gyms or working their back of house at the places that I would be exercising at. That was really the early years of my life. And then towards the end of my senior year. And after school, I had family in the lighting industry, which was how I initially knew of Acuity. I had an internship, a lighting agent while I was home for one summer in college. And then after school, I applied to a few different jobs, but ended up eventually choosing the leadership program at Acuity, which is an entry-level rotational program that Acuity has. I started my career with them there, made my way through various sales channels at the organization, including sales for a daylighting brand that we had called Sun Optics. I did contractor distributor sales, had a very brief stint in control sales, and then just going throughout the product value streams with commercial products, architectural products, now downlighting. And so currently, for the last few years, I've been doing architectural specification sales. So working with our agency partners and calling specifically on architects, designers, and engineers just to help make spaces really beautiful and sustainable. Going back to your degree in Bachelor's of Arts in Communication and Team Psychology from Bryant University, can you tell us how much of your day-to-day leverages that education and how much of your job is on the job learning? Yeah, that's a really good question. I would say at the beginning of my career, I definitely dealt with a little bit of imposter syndrome because most people in the role were quite a bit older than me or had more experience or they came from an education background in lighting or design or engineering. Now I'm very, very grateful for the communication and psychology background because I know people and I know how to read people. That's probably my greatest strength is I know how to make people feel known and seen and understood. And that's really what I pride myself on the most. 
Do people feel comfortable around me? Do I make people feel seen? And so I do believe that's one of the most important parts of my job is coming across as someone likable that people can trust and that people can count on to get them what they need to be able to do their jobs well. So after a few years in the sales sphere, I guess you could call it. I started seeking out extra learning opportunities in terms of lighting and technology and different certifications just to make myself a better resource for my customers. I'm always prioritizing furthering my knowledge of those things to be able to accurately sell and talk about the products that I have, the trends in the marketplace, and specifically because this podcast is about sustainability, just how to implement safe and sustainable practices into the buildings that we're creating. It's really impressive that you've already been with Acuity Brands for over nine years now, where you've worked your way up from the leadership program, like you mentioned, to now where you are in specification sales. The next question is maybe twofold. The first is, could you explain a little bit further the LP program at Acuity Brands and the value that it brings? And then also, have you seen the role of the sales team or the department itself evolve over the years since you've joined the organization? Yeah, absolutely. I loved my time in the leadership program. Again, this is like an entry level rotational program. So every three months, we would get different rotations through different departments of the organization. So I was able to work with all different departments, customer experience, marketing, the different sales channels that we have networking with people from all over the company, which was really great for me because again, coming from that communication background into a technology space, I was like, okay, where do I fit in here? So it was a really great opportunity to essentially try on a bunch of different hats and be able to say, I know now that this is the best fit for me, but it's also where I believe that I can produce the most as an employee for Acuity as well. To the second part of your question, when I started off in sales, I would say there was maybe a more stereotypical sales person, very showmanship-ish, very charismatic, very large emphasis on entertaining customers, closing deals. And of course, there still are aspects of that that will always be part of the job in sales. But as technology has been steadily improving or just becoming more innovative, there's different trends and different platforms that are being created. I would say that the sales role has shifted into being more of not only a product expert, but also a teacher instead of just a salesperson. Not only do we have to sell, but we have to hold people accountable to hitting those goals, growing the business. But we're also expected to, of course, be experts on our products while also educating our agents, our specifiers, our designers on, say, here's the latest trends in the marketplace. Here's where that technology is going future state. Here's how we're accomplishing that now and being able to solidify our spot as leaders in this market. The biggest change that I've seen itself is this is not just a lighting industry anymore. It's lighting, it's control systems, it's software platforms, it's IoT. Everything is connected now. So it's really important to, of course, have a viable growing business, but it's also important that we establish ourselves ahead of this technology curve and stay out in front of that. It certainly sounds like you have a lot of roles that you're playing. Can you give our listeners a preview into any specific projects that you're excited about at the moment? I would say my most recent project of sorts is I'm newly an AP, a well AP, which is a well-accredited professional, which is through the International Well Building Institute. So earlier this spring, I was able to take and pass the Well AP exam, which I was really, really excited about. 
kind of tying in your first question, the thing that I care about most in my life and in my career is people. And I want people to be healthy and happy and flourishing. And so when COVID hit, it gave me a second to say, okay, how do I marry what I'm already doing in this construction and technology industry and my passion for people? And so I got really interested in sustainability. I took a few college courses, including a certification course on sustainability and environmental management through Harvard Online, which opened up that curiosity door for me. It kind of scratched this itch of, okay, I want to make sure we're creating buildings and I'm working for a company that's providing lighting and technology for environments that are not doing any harm to the planet. But I also started getting into this journey outside of work too in my personal life of just trying to take better care of myself and my body and looking into not only sustainable products, but non-toxic products, thinking more about the foods that I eat, what I'm consuming, the businesses, the industries I'm supporting. And I remembered earlier on in my career, maybe about four or five years prior to that, learning about this company, the International Well Building Institute, and hearing a presentation on Well. And for those who don't know, Well's mission is essentially to make and foster spaces that make everybody in those spaces healthier and happier and more productive. So I thought, wow, this sounds perfect for me. I just want people to be at their healthiest and their happiest while also leaving the people and the places and our planet better than we originally found them. So as I started to dig into it, I actually found this man, Antonio Gaudi. He was a 19th century architect in Spain. If you've ever been to Barcelona and seen some of his amazing work at Sagrada Familia or Parkwell, just to name two of his, his biggest works, I think he said it best when he said that those who look to the laws of nature to support their new works are collaborating with the creator. And I've always loved that. I've loved how he's pulled inspiration from nature. He's mimicked what the world, what God, what the nature that we already have has already given us. And he's incorporated sustainable practices and materials and his use of natural light and spaces. So he's been a big inspiration for me. And I thought that Well has done a really great job trying to back up those standards of practice. I was really, really excited to be part of the program and the organization. It's a beautiful quote. And in keeping in the theme of environmental and social impact, how have you seen Acuity Brands evolve in terms of our ESG journey since you joined in 2014? We've made giant strides, really, just in the past couple of years, really in the past five years in general. When I first came on board, I think a few years into being an employee at Cutie, I saw Mark Lighting, one of our architectural brands, incorporate Declare listings into their product lines, which to my knowledge was one of the first sustainable practices that I remember being promoted from Acuity. And for those who don't know, Declare is essentially a nutrition label for products. Its mission is to create this platform and this product database where consumers can go in and check, okay, what's this product made of? Are there any toxic or Declare calls them red list ingredients, which are essentially chemicals or elements that are known to pose really serious health risks? What's the life expectancy of this product? Where is it assembled? There's so much information through Declare. So I know that we've expanded our Declare list products, not just across Mark, but throughout multiple brands now. And I know that we have plans to continue that trend across some of our other lines. I know that we've gone digital with a lot of installation instructions for just other printable pieces. We've started to enhance a lot of our distribution facilities, reduce our carbon emissions. We're reducing the amount of waste that we're putting into the environment. We, of course, are selling products, including control solutions and IoT platforms, which I know is, is y'all's background, Atrius Building Insights, that has sustainable and ESG reporting features. But I believe that we have a goal as a company to achieve net zero emissions by 2040, which is so impressive. 
I know our product teams are releasing never before seen products composed of mostly recyclable materials. That's super unheard of in this industry. Again, reducing our packaging, our waste, we're pre-planning truck pallets, we're maximizing the loads on our trucks, we're reducing our fuel consumption. So just with those couple of things that were mentioned, I know that this has been a giant initiative for us. And I've been really inspired just seeing the steps that we've taken in this direction in such a short amount of time and how much our leadership teams have really valued taking that responsibility that we have to do good and to put out good things and to put out good products. It's been really inspiring for me. Going back to experience working with channel partners and customers with regards to sustainable practices, how do you see geographic markets influencing how you work with your customers? So I currently live in Jacksonville, Florida. Prior to this, I was in Los Angeles, California for really the last seven plus years. And I grew up in the Northeast, so I've gotten to see and experience a lot of differences in each market and each part of the country. And I would say that places like New York City, LA, San Francisco, these major cities are usually out in front of the pack in terms of implementing things like sustainability well buildings, lead buildings, different types of technology, right? Either because of the differences in code or trends in those spaces, or even just the means and the resources to be able to allocate money to those things. But being in the Southeast, I've seen certain markets start to take an interest in sustainability in things like human-centric lighting and tunable white technology and connected spaces. So for your question, I believe that me as a resource and the information that I can provide my customers stays the same, but it's really just whether or not people are having those conversations yet. I've walked into offices in the Southeast where people were like, yes, sustainability, tunable white, we've seen the case studies, let's do it. And then I've also on the opposite side of the coin walked into offices where they say, Steph, we hear you, we see the benefits, but we're just not there yet. And that's okay too. But it's been really encouraging that people are at least starting to have those conversations and place value on those things. You were talking about the evolution of acuity brands in our ESG journey over the past few years. One of these transitions has been really the company positioning ourselves at the intersection of technology and sustainability. Can you share what this means to you, especially in your current role? I really just value and respect what acuity leadership teams have been doing to minimize our footprint in terms of waste management and sustainability. Acuity is a $4 billion company, if not more than that at this point. I believe we have over 20 different offices and manufacturing facilities around the globe. And I believe it could be really easy for a company of this size to turn a blind eye to our environmental impact. But they're doing the opposite of that. And they're taking responsibility for what we can control, which again is something I have the utmost respect for. In terms of technology, I would say I'm really lucky to work for a company like Acuity that creates quality products that do what they say they're going to do. There are so many companies in and outside of construction and technology with creative marketing teams that are essentially just looking to make a quick buck. But Acuity really creates quality products with quality materials that light spaces well and that will last. We have beautiful, innovative architectural products. We have, I believe, the best control solutions in the industry. And I think I mentioned this already, but we have teams that are working to be at the forefront of that up and coming technology. We've acquired different companies in those spaces. We're using companies that are already doing these things well instead of trying to reinvent the wheel. And as someone in sales, it makes my job incredibly easy when I actually believe in the product that I'm selling. And I do. And I've seen behind the scenes for almost 10 years now. And I truly do believe in what we make. And I believe that we do it with integrity. So I really couldn't ask for anything else. As we think about how climate impacts are changing communities all around the world, 
What role do you see organizations playing in protecting the neighborhoods in which they do business? Good question. So like I mentioned, I was in LA really the past seven or eight years, and now I'm over in Jacksonville. So I went from the fire and earthquake capital to now the hurricane capital, right? I've definitely seen those climate impacts firsthand, which is why I think it's so important that we're not only trying to reduce our own personal waste, but also supporting companies with those same initiatives as well. I know this is really difficult because there's so many things that are out of our own individual control when it comes to our climate. But just trying to save energy at home, considering your methods of travel, throwing away less food, even just consumption, watching what you're spending money on. Are you fueling over consumption? Are you promoting fast fashion? What businesses are you supporting? And do you know what their ESG practices are? So in terms of organizations, I think a lot of companies are already starting to kind of feel that squeeze of, okay, a lot of people are starting to care about these things, specifically millennials and Gen Z and the upcoming generations. I feel like I have a real interest in these things. Maybe we need to start reevaluating our ESG practices. We need to take responsibility, which I think is great. Even where I live on the coast, on the beaches, the panhandle, I start thinking of the wildlife in terms of this question. So I live two blocks from the beach where we have sea turtles laying eggs. Really, as we speak, those sea turtles hatch. They crawl towards the light from the moon. That's supposed to lead them towards the sea, right? But we have all this artificial lighting sources on our homes or from street lighting. And it leads those four baby sea turtles astray, ultimately killing them. So tying this back to our organizations, right? Do we as manufacturers have products that could support sea turtles? Lighting agencies, do we have lighting lines that support wildlife at our national parks and our backyards? Design community, are you supporting lighting lines that keep up code requirements that minimize light pollution at night? Dark skies are essential to the rhythms of life and to supporting our circadian cycles. So being the lighting nerd that I am, I just those are just a few examples that I think of who we're supporting, what organizations we're supporting and playing a role in that. You touched on the fact that you've made some changes in your personal life, for example, what products you use both in your home and your beauty regime. But are there (laughs) other ways that you incorporate sustainability into your personal day-to-day interests and hobbies? Yeah. So I think that like everybody else in COVID, we made the bread, we made the sourdough, we got interested in skincare, right? So I think that at that time, when I did have the time, I became really interested in just trying to optimize my health and well-being. I, in the past, as a very young adult, had experiences with anxiety and depression, and I've had my own journey out of that. So with those experiences, while I had that time at home, I became really invested in trying to take better care of my mind and my body, which started off as working out, getting outside, and then kind of started shifting into Am I using sustainable products, non-toxic products, thinking more about the foods I eat, the companies I'm supporting, and really just asking myself and educating myself on what is actually good for me? What does my body and my mind need? And opposite of that, what am I being told by consumerism that I need, but is actually not true. So I dug into that a lot. I'm also a surfer. So I love the beach. I love the ocean. I'm out there all the time. I try and surf a couple of times a week if there's swell in the water. I just love being outside. So naturally, I want to take care of this place that I love. And so I became a lot more focused on sustainability practices through that as well. And it all goes back to that question for me of, am I leaving people and places either the same or better than how I first encounter them? And that's really what my main goal is. The narrative around social and environmental well-being can sometimes feel a bit overwhelming. Do you have any tips on how you manage to stay motivated in your personal or professional endeavors, despite what can be sometimes a heavy landscape? 
it can be for sure a very heavy landscape. I think just focusing on the things I know I can control and trying my best to let go when it's out of my control. So can I control my consumption, my waste, who I support with my money? Yes. Great. Okay, great. I'll focus on those things. And as I mentioned, I had a few years where I struggled with anxiety and depression. Thank God I don't anymore. I'm super grateful for that. I spent some time in therapy, learned great coping mechanisms from that. And I think that my view on life from that experience has just changed a lot for me. So I try and wake up and the first thing I want to do in the morning is poke my head outside, get some sunlight, breathe in some fresh air and just be grateful for the life that I have. But again, that question is usually running through my mind. Is who I am and what I bring to my relationships making people better? Is it making the spaces that I'm in better? Is my career making the planet better? If not, what can I do to change that? And then going out and educating yourself. There's so many resources out there with such great information, asking yourself those hard questions, asking other people even those hard questions, learning about their interest in wellness, sustainability, and then coming to really your own consensus on what practices you can and should be participating in. Thank you for sharing that about yourself. And it brings up a point that as associates, we do bring our full selves to work. I'm wondering if at Acuity Brands, have you seen anything that can really work for employers? And it can be at Acuity Brands or elsewhere, but have you seen any examples of a company and managers really kind of giving their space to their associates to bring themselves to work, whether they're parents or caregivers, or they have Mm -hmm. other things going on in their lives? Have you seen examples of what has worked and what you can maybe recommend for others? Yeah, I will say I love the people at Acuity. They've taken such good care of me over the past 10 years. I have, like I said, family in the lighting industry. I've had family at Acuity. They've taken great care of my family. And a lot of the people that I've worked with, I have truly come to love and see as an extension of my own family. And I think recently that Acuity has done a really great job with specifically their DEI initiatives. I myself am a part of the, we have a Mind Matters group, which is essentially elevating dialogue around mental health and the women's network. I'm a part of the women's network that we have. They have a variety of different groups, so that focus on multiple issues and communities. And I think they've done a really good job at celebrating different people from different walks of life and making people feel like their voices matter and just bringing together that community, a a space where like-minded people can get together. I don't really have much advice other than just to keep encouraging both Acuity and other companies to do what they're doing, seeking feedback from their employees on their overall happiness at the company. I know that I've gotten a lot just from the groups that I'm in and from the conversations with others. I know that they feel the same way too. As we look to the next generation coming into the workforce, what advice would you give to a young woman who's just starting out in the industry or even a younger version of yourself just joining the LP program? (laughs) I, I think about this a lot, actually, because I feel so passionate about mentoring and just being there for the next generation. I was also asked to be a mentor for the incoming class of LPs. So just have a real passion for anyone, really any gender, but specifically the women of the next generation. So my advice would probably be just to not doubt yourself. I dealt with imposter syndrome for a few years. You question whether or not, was I fit for this role that I had? Did they make the right decision in hiring me, right? So my advice would be just be confident that you're given a shot because the people who hired you knew not only that you could do that job, but you could do it well and you bring things to the table that other people don't. So just trust yourself, lean into those things that you're extra passionate about, learn about them, learn about yourself, give yourself the grace and the space to be able to grow and make mistakes and change. And just make sure that you're working hard at work worth doing with people who are worth doing it with. 
We love to wrap up each of our conversations by asking our guests the same question, which is, what does sustainability mean to you? I love this question. I think sustainability to me is protecting and valuing the things that I have and the people that I have and the place that I am so incredibly blessed to live. I try and do everything with a really grateful heart. So just appreciating what I have and who I have. Tomorrow is never promised for us. Just really making sure that I leave my people and my spaces equal to or better than how I found them and just gauging what am I putting out into the world. That essentially is sustainability to me. Stephanie, thank you so much for your time today and for sharing your journey and your insights with our listeners. It's been a pleasure getting to learn more about you and your role at Acuity. We can't wait to see what's next for you. Thank you so much. And to all three of you, Simran, Morgan, Lauren, thank you so much for putting on this podcast and really valuing women and the efforts that we're doing. It means a lot and is so super encouraging. So thank you guys. Thank you for supporting this month's Women of the Month here on WISE. We're looking forward to sharing more success and stories with you all here at Acuity Brands. Feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, and we'll see you all next month.